Welcome to In the Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the number one resource for actors and talent seekers. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage, and I'm here to guide you through every aspect of the entertainment industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. These intimate, inspirational conversations with today's most award-worthy film, television, and theater artists provide you, dear listener, advice on how to live the creative life, personal stories of success and failure alike, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. First things first, I do need to ask you how, so how exactly do you pronounce your last name? Go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, sure. So Christine McKenna Torella. McKenna Torella. Okay. This is what I thought. Okay, good. McKenna Torella. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And do you want to go ahead and give listeners your, your proper backstage title? Let's just say casting specialist for right now, or you okay. can just say backstage casting specialist or expert whatever that's totally fine i think we drop the business development because i also think that that's being Mm. you know dropped from what i do but yes it's indicative of the many roles you and many people who work at backstage take (laughs) on um but yeah i think for the purposes of this uh this particular podcast episode today welcome listeners for october 1st I would just love to introduce you as our backstage casting insider. That's capital I insider because you are <laughs> fancy. Um, because for the purposes of this podcast, we want to get you on board to, I mean, let's explain to listeners what, what, our, what, our, what our schemes are here. <laughs> <laughs> because you know the backstage casting product, the, just the casting side of backstage much better than I do. And we would love to hear about that aspect. Yeah, yeah, great. So, um, Jack, as you know, um, I came to backstage about a year ago and um, I have a casting background. So I've spent Mm -hmm. um, the last 10 years in casting in some capacity. I started as an intern. I worked my way up all the way to a casting director. um, And I've been in charge of many projects, right? So like from, you know, Broadway to national tours, union, Mm -hmm. non-union things. Um, uh, I'm not sure if we want to go through my entire resume. (laughs) Um, But basically I started in commercials and I also worked in TV and film. So so I have a varied career, which is really fun. Um, And I started, uh, you know, I moved to New York uh, in 2006 with two suitcases, uh, <gasps> uh, you know, just two suitcases and, yes. and the American dream. I'm from Northern <laughs> Ireland originally. Yes. And um, I was going to acting school. So I started this journey as an actor <laughs> and go. and reading backstage the then newspaper. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> and there's the in. It's like it's one thing to have this wealth of knowledge of casting. And it sounds like you are very well connected in the casting world. But the fact that you started on the other side of the audition table, that just means that um, listeners are going to get a lot out of your expertise, uh, especially because a lot of our listeners are working actors. 100%. There is so much fantastic information in backstage. I, Every time I, mm-hmm. I do a workshop, um, regardless if it's for backstage or, or before I joined the team, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I would emphasize you need to be following um, backstage. It's one of the many platforms you need to be following. And and here's the here's the beautiful thing. My first tip, if you will, um, on this podcast Mm -hmm. is follow us on social media completely Mm -hmm. free. Right. You're you're already on social media. I know you are. I know you're mindlessly scrolling just like me. (laughs) And if you're following us, you will get the uh, most up to date casting calls because we put them onto, you know, our Facebook or social media or Instagram, et cetera. But you'll also get the articles. We, we, you know, we share those amazing um, how to's and um, Mm -hmm. all of the all of the breaking stories will come into your feed organically. Like I say, it's by, you know, you're kind of learning through osmosis, right? <laughs> like totally. It just absorbs, just absorbs as you, as you um, kind of go about your day. And I certainly, you know, I follow backstage as one of many resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing how it's a click of a button now. And you mentioned it used to be a newspaper. And it's, of course, it's been said on this podcast too, like I love asking guests about their history with backstage. And I actually wanted to ask you the same thing. You said that you had a story involving the New York subway uh, and backstage yes. magazine, <laughs> backstage newspaper. Right. So I, so I, I've already revealed, I, you know, went to acting school when I first moved here and, <laughs> um, and I lived on 96th street. And so I got the two, three mm. every morning to, um, midtown to the school that I was attending the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Mm. And it was winter time when winter was really winter, if you will, I'll bring us all the way back. And, um, <laughs> And it was freezing outside on the, on the platform, but you know we were like a oh, sardine, right. you know sardine can when you get into the subway, just packed because it was um, yes. you know rush hour. And um, I used to let's bring in backstage to, to make more sense of the thing. Um, <laughs> on my way to school, I would read backstage newspaper. Yes, and don't tell the publishers, but it was actually my borrowed slash perhaps stolen <laughs> uh, backstage from my from my roommate at the time. Yes. So so I had my roommate's backstage in my hand and um, and I was reading, you know, reading the articles. I actually think it probably was in the in the back of it where all of the castings um, still live in the magazine. Indeed. And um, and I for the first time in my life, I really mean it the first time in my life in public, I began to feel faint. Like I, I blacked out, like true, true to the word. And I came to, and New Yorkers are more friendly than anyone will tell you, Jack, because I, I had a seat, I had water, I had a granola bar and, and people were checking on me and they were all very kind. And I was very embarrassed slash, (laughs) you know, fainting on the subway is a bit scary, right? So like, you know, I was was, uh, right. I mean, totally on my own. And with the backstage that said, you know, uh, my roommate's name, not my own. right? So I was like, oh gosh, do you have ID? (laughs) Anyway, so this lovely lady, she said, you know, I saw that you, you, you looked a little pale and I thought you were beginning to sway a little, but, um, but you had backstage in your hand. So I just <sighs> thought you were preparing for an audition and I just thought I'd leave you to it. And so I was like, okay, well, that's the brand recognition of backstage There's on the, the New York subway. Like they knew what I was doing. They, they just expected I was an, an actor um, and they just thought leave her to it. So, that is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that was my first. It was one of my favorite New York stories for a long time, just because. Oh yeah. A, a, it's one of those things of New Yorkers are so much friendlier than everyone gives them credit for. Totally. And, and B, you wouldn't believe it if 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 I didn't tell you it, right? Like, I mean, it's just one totally. of those really really fun <laughs> New York experiences that you uh, don't really want to repeat. But no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> but you survived. 
<laughs> Completely. God, that's so funny. The idea of brand <laughs> recognition. It's because like fellow New Yorker, you know, history, maybe history with backstage herself, like yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. real method acting. If you're really collapsing on the subway to prepare for an audition, that's, that's, too, that's intense. So it's <laughs> yeah. good that you had people come to your aid. Uh, yeah, if that person was auditioning for me, I'd be a little, uh, a bit a little uh, scared to put them in the position just in case they were a little too, too method, too method yeah, totally. with it. You know, totally. Oh, that's so funny. We love see. We love hearing the stories of, of backstage, and that's like that wraps it up in a nutshell. Because even then, I love the brand recognition. I mean, that's what you and I are. So you and I, our work at backstage is, of course, trying to get ourselves out there and remind people of the great legacy. Really, truly, the legacy of this product. It's been around for sixty years. And um, so many people have those fond memories. And I think recently it was Darcy Carden and other people. I know Andre Holland has a funny story of um, accidentally getting arrested because of a copy of Backstage. But there's people who have si- similarly said like, oh, they would share a copy because it's in, it's in your early career days when you're um, maybe not as financially well off and you just need, you need that resource. You need that cheap and easy resource that Backstage truly still is. Oh, 100%. I was, I was scraping by and, um, and, and at the time, yes, I was buying it from my roommate because it was a weekly newspaper and, um, Mm. and I just didn't have it in the budget at the time. But of course it was the first thing I did as soon as I graduated, I I got my own, um, got my own backstage (laughs) in case I was ever to faint again and I would at least have my, my name and address on it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. To identify the body. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And what's fantastic (laughs) is, you know, the journey that I've seen the brand go on, you know, like I, of course, have those fond memories of like circling the the back of of the newspaper and highlighting all the the jobs I wanted to apply for or go to uh, which was how you did it back uh, when mm-hmm. I started in 06 mm-hmm. um but then you know when it, it when it turned into a magazine and I was into casting already you know I I used that as a resource to pull for um for audition tips for people to right. uh, get young actors to mm. start uh, engaging in content like that and um wonderful and in fact I have um I had an article that I had on every uh, casting wall that I, I worked at, right? So like every every casting office that I worked at, I mm-hmm. had taken a, a article that really struck me from backstage when it was a magazine about kindness and, and how do you approach people's bravery in the audition room. Do you mm. mind if I share oh, a little yeah. bit of it oh with gosh, you? Oh my gosh, please. What yeah. year is this from? So it was in an article called um, The Craft at the time. It was a column called The Craft. And this mm-hmm. was from 2013. Oh, okay. This really struck me. And I and I, I brought it with me to so many workshops and so many classes. Mm. And literally, it lived on my casting office wall. Criticizing someone else doesn't make you look better. Many the time I've listened to a mediocre actor rail on about another mediocre actor. Awkward. If you're criticizing the local 99-seat production of Spring Awakening because it wasn't as good as the one you saw off-Broadway, you need to check your expectations. (laughs) Just because you understand something doesn't mean you can do it. The ability to show why another performer is failing doesn't necessarily arm you to succeed, and your ideas about a show may not be as brilliant once they've been put to the test. Acting is an unwieldy art, one that requires risk and a great deal of experimentation made entirely from our imperfect, human, flawed-filled ideas. Our generosity towards one another is not only kind, it's imperative. Mm. So the next time you see an actor struggle, remember that the very act of performing takes bravery. 
And if you can't say anything nice, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, Damn. okay, that is pure gold. That's actually like the exact kind of pure gold that I'm trying to get our, you know, Emmy nominated guests to, to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That's, that's the whole point, right? Right, right. You know, and I, it sounds a little bit corny to say, like, literally, I had this column, I, I taped it up on my wall mm. everywhere I went. But it's true, right? Like, and, and something, and I often, I often do it with other articles too, but this one really struck me, um, struck a chord in me. And, um, and it, it informed how I, I worked with people. It informed how I uh, expected others to work with me. Um, right. And, and it was just such a beautiful gift. And, and so like, big backstage is full of articles like this. Completely. Well, can I, <laughs> and can you share with me, do you know, who Secret Agent Man is. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I do not. Okay, I you do, do not. not know who Secret Agent Man is. I've worked here for six years and I've never known. <laughs> that is the first question I asked when I joined. I literally went around all of editorial. I actually remember and this. I, yeah. And I tried to find out who Secret Agent Man was because, like, I really like the article. I don't know if it's a woman or a man. I'm going to say he because, mm-hmm. you know, our picture, our little illustration is, is, a, is a guy. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I really like him because he's so smart. He for underrepresented people who don't have an agent or a manager exactly. yet, he is every week saying something really, really wise. And I used to point people to that uh, column a lot too. I'd be like, just, absolutely, you know, yes, is it said with a, a pinch of salt and a, and a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, he has a sense of humor, yeah, certainly. Absolutely. But that you'll also you're going to encounter a lot of people in the business with that type of sense of humor. So I think that um, yeah. Secret Agent Man is such a such a fun column, you know. That's such a good point. I, I'd forgotten that that's that is the first thing you did when you got here was like you have to know the identity because <laughs> Secret Agent Man. I don't know that we've talked about it on this podcast enough. It really is one of the best just columns at backstage for that insider info, and it's been years. It's been years of a weekly column where he's never repeated himself. Yeah, he's he's re, he's never rehashed a topic like he can come up with a new topic every week and it can it's just nitty gritty little details that that actors, as you say, actors who don't have agents and actors who do need to know. Um, yeah. What a great example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, he especially I've loved the stuff he's written on pilot season and, mm-hmm. um, you know, what not to do when you're looking for an agent. I think there's there are so there's oh, again, yeah. you're right. He never repeats himself. He's he's a great person to look at. Great pol- column to look at, you know, totally. And it's been interesting to, of course, see um, see the recent. Col- that's not the only example. There's other columns that have had to kind of adapt in the year 2020. Um, in fact, I would love to kind of ask you, like, what is your job description and how would you say it's changed maybe after the pandemic? Well, sure. So, um, so I'm a casting specialist um, and I normally do an awful lot of kind of workshops and outreach with um, uh, creators of all types. So people that are veterans in the business, uh, production companies that maybe are cutting out casting for the first time, maybe due to budget, mm. uh, which was happening before the pandemic too, you know. Um, Absolutely. And, and new creators, you know, we, we welcome uh, student filmmakers and, and new people to our, our platform that maybe haven't used a professional site before. Mm-hmm. So um, so a lot of what I started doing when I first was with Backstage was kind of using what I knew about the audition space mm-hmm. and incorporating that into um, kind of helping educate people about how to audition well, right? And then the, the pandemic uh, happened and, you know, we all had to pivot. Everyone in the business had to pivot. So yep. um, I love 
what Backstage has done. So we we had just launched a audition scheduler just for in-person auditions, uh, which was exciting by itself because it, let me tell you, as someone that has <laughs> has done hours and hours of admin for casting, having the ability right. to s- schedule all of your actors in one place is immensely helpful. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but in March, we, as well as putting that scheduler out into the universe, we launched virtual auditions. Mm-hmm. So for safety, for budget, for fast and efficient <laughs> auditions. Yeah. Which is um, the name of the game for sure. Yes. And you know, what what if this is what if this is the takeaway from for this year? What if we hmm. don't have to meet in person for that first round right. of auditions anymore? We're right. gonna be we're gonna be saving you know, if you think of about small theaters who mm-hmm. are very budget struck right now, yeah. um, you know, for for people that maybe don't live in big cities and can't get into auditions, Definitely. but if the opportunity was available to them, they would be able to take it further if it was a callback or, you know, something like that. And and it's suddenly, you know, the the pool of talent that you can look at for a project is yes. just blown open, right? right. So, um, so it's super exciting. So basically, um, again, you schedule all the talent through backstage, and we've um, I've been working, helping work with the development team. I'm not smart enough to do any coding or anything like that, <sighs> but I, but I've been using my experience in the casting space mm-hmm. to um, help inform where the virtual audition tool goes and and how to make it as useful as possible to creators right. and casting directors. Right. To the casting admin, as you're saying, because you have that experience. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, hours and hours <laughs> yeah. of work <laughs> that's being saved. <laughs> yeah. You and know? it's it's just true that like we have to keep up with the latest technology and the latest updates. And correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of these changes are already underway. Like we've obviously pivoted more in the pandemic but I know that our voiceover profile was launched just beforehand. There were a couple of like fortuitous changes that Backstage was already making in 2020 before this all hit. Very true. So that's something that's really key to Backstage if you're an actor, just to kind of pivot off um, what we were saying about creators. You know, we saw a need uh, for our actors to have an alternate profile is what we call it. So when you have a profile with Backstage, you um, can build a voiceover profile also. So if you have experience with voiceover or you want to uh, be able to apply for voiceover jobs, uh, we now have a profile that you can build that will really appeal to someone that's working in that space, right? Mm-hmm. So you need very different um, applications when you're looking for a voiceover artist, right? You don't you don't right. need their headshot, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need a resume filled with um, their theater experience or anything like that. You probably um, just need a sample of their of them speaking, right? Yes. Um, and again, it'll really vary project to project. But we, yeah, you're right. We had just launched the voiceover profile, which is so exciting because then, of course, this year, lots of productions were put on hold. But mm-hmm. what we saw as a trend in casting was um, a lot of voiceover and animation work because, of course, that can be done remotely, right? Whatever yep. could be done remotely, people started to think really creatively uh-huh. um, in production companies and branding and commercials, especially in that space. Um, so we saw a lot of B-roll Mm-hmm. Which means, you know, they they had had all of this kind of archival material and right. um, and they 
weren't maybe they didn't think they'd use it, but thank goodness they had it. And then they had to kind of narrate it differently or edit it differently. And then they were looking for voiceover um, actors for that. And that's still going on during the pandemic. Um, We also saw a lot of like user generated content, which we call UGC. UGC. And yeah, the the very big trending, trending, trending. (laughs) Um, So just like the voiceover, it can be done from home. And so, and it's authentic and, you know, no one wants no one wants anything glossy right now because things don't feel glossy. That wouldn't be how interesting. Um, yes, that wouldn't be appealing. You know, and and it's so interesting to see uh, the successes and the challenges that, um, especially commercial, which turns over so fast. Yeah. What they've had to do to change uh, what we consume because I don't want to see the same type of advertising that I saw in 2019. You know, totally. and you don't. You know, I, I, I don't. You do either. You know, like no, we live in right. a different world. I don't want to see you know, people in large groups partying at a bar, like, you know, I, <laughs> I want to see someone no. in a in their PJs because that's what it's been. <laughs> totally. Like advertising has to be relatable and it it, it really feels like it hasn't broken stride. It, it continued because so much of it was using, yeah, the B-roll, definitely voiceover just continued right on. And now we are seeing this new kind of UGC, I want to say UGC era of mm-hmm. like, it's got to be cheap. It's got to be quick. It's got to be efficient. Um, yeah. Backstage has recently uh, published a couple guides for like brand marketers and for creators and like what is the the flow of the development process for content creation these days? Like I don't even know what to call it. Twenty twenty content creation, <laughs> pandemic mm-hmm. content creation. Yeah. 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 It's that's it's like there are so many changes, especially in a year like this one, and it's like not to like. <laughs> not so subtly plug our product, but Backstage is the resource to follow to keep up with those changes. And we've seen some big projects still launch during this time. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I live and I work in the audition space, right? This is this is my bread and butter. And, um, you know, I have to be honest, when everything started, I thought, oh, gosh, what what's right. going to be left of the business? And And it's been so fascinating to see the ways in which the auditions are still coming in right Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. and the inventive ways that um that people are still getting their jobs done like we have someone from l'oreal i was i was struggling maybe i'll just say a person from a beauty brand i don't know if she she revealed that it was um l'oreal when she was casting with us but this was a few months ago so i don't think she'll mind and she was telling us how she was going to go about the casting it was going to be completely remote first of all the casting was all done um you know online And then the project itself, they delivered the cameras to the models, the actors that they ended up booking, mm-hmm. and they zoomed, they video conferenced in the entire right. like virtual set, if you will. And so they just told the actor how to set up their shot, oh and, yeah. and and then the director was on video conference, and they did uh, you know multiple takes, obviously, mm-hmm. because the actor was technically alone <laughs> right. but in in, in their apartment they're alone in their apartment and they shot an entire commercial grid like real union project <laughs> um yeah it's amazing completely virtually you know completely it's, safely it's fa- completely safely and that's right. what's really fascinating totally totally and you've got that and then you've got these tyler perry is starting up production and he's got his ways of doing that like everyone is adapting in their own way and um, I really have been, I mean, the Emmys were this past weekend. I've just been impressed by like how 
the industry, we know this, but it's really resilient and really creative. And people in this industry really know how to adapt. And I was so impressed with (laughs) just the speed. It was late March and people were already like, all right, well, this is how we're going to do a remote shoot or remote casting. Yeah. And when, you know, even in March, you know, commercials have to think about the holiday season already, right? Oh my God, so, amazing. So yeah. there are, they were already, I know Oof. people in production companies that were already thinking, what's, how are, how are we going to do this? You know, so, wow. so there, it's just fascinating to me. Of course, this has been an unbelievably challenging year and I am not mm-hmm. looking to belittle it by saying, oh, look, but there are still opportunities out there. But no, if exactly. we were going to try to take something positive out of such terribleness. Right. Um, it's innovation. And I, and I wonder mm. what's here to stay. And I really think virtual auditions is one of them. Right. It's a, yeah, it's a period where we are all learning, uh, learning how to adapt. And I think you're right that uh, it's so frustrating that we don't know when this is all over, but when this is all over, quote unquote, we will be able to take the parts of it that worked and continue with them. Yeah. So much of our lives can be done over zoom. And that can be exciting. Like, you know, you know, we're, uh, at, well, I'm New York based. I know that you're LA based. Mm-hmm. You know, LA is a parking lot for people that are going from audition <laughs> to audition. Maybe does that change? I don't know, right? right? Like maybe do we right. we get the opportunity to even have an impact on the environment? Like less people have to be out As on the road. Seen. Like, yeah. you know, that, that could be a really positive thing that comes yeah. out of this. No, the LA traffic is, it's stunning. No how, joke. <laughs> how non-existent it is these days. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gosh, this is great because I think that um, every cheesy thing that is said on this podcast, this podcast is cheesy as hell. And like (laughs) the cheesy stuff totally works. And I also think that you're right that, of course, this year is so challenging and we are all so (laughs) stressed and just undergoing these unprecedented, you know, chaos or whatever. But it's also this is the platform to talk about the silver linings and to kind of point them out. There are changes happening to the industry that absolutely will benefit us all long term. So how about we introduce to listeners this idea of like, first of all, I don't know what we want to call it, but I like the idea of calling you our backstage casting insider. And I think that after every episode, after every interview and every episode before the credits roll, you are going to chime in, right? Yeah. And I think that the topics, I mean, you and I have this long list of potential topics for you to talk about. And each week, it's going to be a little bit specific to each week in terms of what's going on in the world of casting that week. We might mention our uh, columns like Greenlit and what's casting. Mm -hmm. But um, talk to us about what we think this... (laughs) Katie Menard was joking it should be called Christine's Casting Corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something, something, Backstage Casting Insider is is, is the segment. Yeah, so... So this kind of leads me to the next stage of of uh, what what appealed to me and what I, what I love about working at backstage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I figured out really quickly that acting wasn't for me because I wasn't a very good auditioner, and I wasn't yeah, very okay. I didn't I didn't empower myself in that way. And mm. then when I got behind the casting table, and first of all, really took the seat and understood how much that was that was really my 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 path, right. I then realized, oh, that actor that I was, right? I, I can empower those those types of people, totally. right? And, and I have a really great platform and I have nine years of experience of casting and all of the different places I've been from commercial to TV, film and theater. 
I've always, you know, we've spoken about it a little bit with the column. I've always tried to bring kindness and and knowledge and share the things that I know. And so um, I'm super excited to, you know, come in and and come into everybody's ears once a week and, (laughs) and, and just give a few tips like you know we have so many projects that are going on that might feel a little bit like is that for me and you know there's a lot of turnover in this business and Mm -hmm. I just want to give the power back to you guys I want you to feel prepared I want you to feel like you can put your best foot forward and -hmm. that you can really launch your career even in a pandemic right like there are lots of things that we can be doing to further our careers and our goals as actors and so And so that's my, that's what I want to do. That's what we want to do. We want to tie in, um, you know, a little bit of, of our expertise in house, you know, um, and and that's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) Thank you for using the term expertise in house. Yes. I was trying to figure out how to work that in somehow. Yeah. Cause I really think that this podcast is, um, like many other products or columns or parts of backstage, this podcast is a guide. And it's a guide for those who want to live the creative life and to live a life in the arts, the nitty gritty of how to do that. And also, as you're saying, the inspiration to get people to do it. And so the way I'm seeing this segment that falls after the interview that we will start hearing next week going forward is that it's sort of like a listener is introduced to the guest or the theme of that week's episode. They hear from the guest or that theme. It's inspirational and it's informative. And then Christine comes in with this almost call to action. Like, I think what you're saying about, like, it's specific tips, specific advice for listeners that might directly echo um, something that the interviewee or that that week's discussion included. And so now what do you want to do with that inspiration and that enlightenment that you have? How do you turn that into, I don't know, into success, into an Emmy, into an Oscar, you know? Right. And um your knowledge of backstage is like the, I mean, the answer to that question is like use backstage for those who are not signed up for backstage, sign up for backstage. And then here's how to really optimize your use of the product. Yeah. Here's what I tell actors and students that have taken my workshops before. Everyone you admire from Oscar winners to, you know, someone that you saw in a theater piece that moved you, everyone you admire that works today started with a resume that was as empty as yours might be, right? Totally. And and if they had stopped when someone told them they weren't good enough or or if they had stopped exactly. um because they didn't believe in themselves, you know, they 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 wouldn't have those Oscars. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen those performances. You mm-hmm. wouldn't have the inspiration. And so it's inside everybody, right? And I think that information and and the type of editorial that we have on on backstage, first of all, it's all free, which is amazing, right? <laughs> um, is such a resource, and yep. I'm always trying to get people to to open the magazine and make sure that they explore every page. <laughs> totally to arm themselves with the information. Yeah. yeah, 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 and really just prepare for that opportunity. I mean, as you're saying, perseverance. We've heard it on this podcast so many times. Perseverance is so key, but I think a necessary ingredient in as you are trying to persevere is, is really is inspiration (laughs) is being inspired by another performance or by another's career. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we're a really great um, starting point for people's careers, but we're also a great point in mid careers and late careers. We have the jobs on the site for everybody, you know? So, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know, should we, 
offer to take questions? Would would oh, our listeners like to have the opportunity to offer up what they don't know that they'd like to know more about? Because I, you know, I, I'd love to prepare the material with that in mind. Yes. I think that um, as going back to your original point about this, uh, following backstage on social media, listeners, if you have a question that um, Christine is super equipped to answer, be it, you know, nitty gritty about a backstage.com setting up a profile all the way to, you know, maybe a bigger question about how to set up a demo reel, reach out to us on social media. The other thing we wanted to mention was I Got Cast. Yes. I Got Cast is our column. I believe it's been mentioned on this podcast before. But it's one of our Backstage editorial products that allows users of Backstage to explain how they booked a job via Backstage. And um, there is a dedicated email address for people to uh, submit themselves. It's igotcastatbackstage.com. So if you're listening to this now, and first of all, if you've not been featured in iGotCast and you would like to be, or you would like to be featured on this podcast in some way, feel free to reach out to that email address. And yeah, I think, Christine, we can set up a system where um, maybe in your segment, you are addressing questions in that area. Maybe we're even interviewing some of those people. Just another way to kind of connect the dots between aspiring actor with a blank resume, as you say, to backstage to successful career. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. So I'd love to take any questions that people have. Um, and I'd love to make that a guide for this this podcast. You know, we have a lot of material that we've already kind of planned that we'd love to talk about. But it's great to hear, you know, what you guys would like to know more about, totally. because that's why we're here. Totally. Yeah, we want we want to have our finger on the pulse and that it would be so valuable to hear from working actors who listen to this podcast. Ugh. Yeah, you know. I'm always telling people that, you know, just preparation is key. So there are so many ways that you can use the knowledge that's already out there to audition better, to book more mm -hmm. jobs, you know, to feel more confident when you go into an audition space. May it be mm -hmm. virtual or, you know, a self-tape that you're being put, you're being asked to put together. Or mm -hmm. if it's, you know, one day soon, fingers crossed, a, a real in-person audition. <laughs> right. One day. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be so fascinating to see how this all how this all changes. I mean, going back to this idea that Secret Agent Man never speaks of the same thing twice. I really think that your your segment, your backstage casting insider segment, whatever we want to call it, will certainly never be the same thing twice. You're going to be covering all kinds of different territory there. Yeah, well, the business keeps on moving. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. There's always something to report on for sure. Yeah, that's part of the the beauty of it. So, um I'm really excited to um, have too. the opportunity to, you know, reach more ears. Ooh, and um, I don't know if we were going to mention this or not, but mm -hmm. a, a resource that's coming out next week, I think, is mm -hmm. the is the College Guide. Yes, indeed. Next week yeah. is College Guide Week. Yeah. And the College Guide is such a valuable resource if you are thinking about school or that's something that you can mm. afford to do um, or you want to be able to afford to do and you want to look into your options. The College Guide is so, so valuable. Mm -hmm. Workshops, classes, showcases, like 
these are the kind of topics that you might be weighing in on. You have you done showcases? You have personal experience. Oh about yeah, the yeah. School I've side of been things. to yeah. a lot of showcases. <laughs> yeah, which is fascinating, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this year, I saw a lot of virtual showcases. So I, oh, I've seen really? both sides of things. Yes. So um, I'm excited to delve into some topics and and Ugh. certainly chat to people about what's going on in the business. Awesome. Okay. I'm so excited to see to see where it goes. And we will, of course, be kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. I think I would love for it to be interactive. I would love for listeners to reach out on, on social media. And again, it's igotcast at backstage.com if you'd like to email any questions or any really anything. And um, going forward, we will just continue to hone this segment and cater it to each podcast episode. Yeah, fantastic. This is so great. Thanks, Christine. All right. Listeners, episodes will continue, so tune in every Thursday. Despite the fact that we are looking at a very extended award season that does not end until April, (laughs) we will already be hearing from contenders. And um, yeah, I'm just so glad, Christine, that we're going to be getting kind of an update from the more casting and product side of things. Because I think between the two of us, we've got listeners covered on everything they need to know about Backstage. Fantastic. Really excited to be on the podcast, Jack. Thanks for inviting me. Me too. And your voice just sounds so great and so cool. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Between you and Jamie, we've got our like UK representation. This is great. Uh-huh. I'll get in trouble if I don't sound Irish enough. I know that's the first thing that my, <laughs> my friends from home will tell me. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I've been in America a long time, so <laughs> it comes and goes. <laughs> in the Envelope is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City and Soundbox LA, Mark Grau Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Thanks as always to our producer extraordinaire, Jamie Muffet, and to the team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage by using the code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. That's right, 100% free. For more exclusive content, join us on Facebook and Twitter at In The Envelope and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who would you like us to interview next? Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another glimpse in the envelope.